Hey guys, you got Christina Gilchrist here, also known as the Dialysis Warrior Blind Chick. And I'm here with my Moosey boy, my Moose the Pomsky service dog. And. Hey, uh, what about me? Oh, yeah, I have Michael Gilchrist is here. The caretaker. And this is Living on Dialysis podcast. And this is a disclaimer we are not doctors. This is just the opinion of Living on Dialysis Facebook group. And always follow up any advice you have with your team and your doctors. And again, this is just an opinion. So if you don't like it, tell me yours. Bye. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. So today we are going to be interviewing Michael. So, you'll get to know all the crazy, silly things about Mike today. So, Tyler is stepping in since I have lack of eyeballs. And she's going to read the questions. So, you ready, Ty? Yep. Okay, you ready, Mike? Yep. All right, let's do it, guys. All right, first question. What is your first memory ever? Um... Jeez, I don't know. Do you have a memory? No, I'm like, <laughs> it's all empty up, though. Uh, I would say Yellowstone with my family. Okay. Okay. All right. What is your happiest childhood memory? Oh, jeez. I was going to be Yellowstone, so now I have to make up another one. Yeah. Um, make up? <laughs> I would say going to the Christmas lights, Christmas village with the family. What's your saddest? Um, When my sister Rebecca died. Yep. All right. Do you have sisters or brothers? I have both. I have five brothers and three sisters. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a special song that was sung to you by either of your parents? What was it and can you sing it? Um, other than <gasps> this is just like Christina's where when we were all fighting, my mom would just start singing Love at Home. And then she'd get louder and louder and louder until we all just kind of looked at him like, what the hell are you doing? It makes you really wonder how many of our households, our moms were just singing that song over and over again. Yeah, they should have got royalties or something. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. All right, where did you go to school? Well, uh, for elementary, I went to Clinton Elementary. And then junior high, I went to Sunset Junior High. And then <laughs> high school, well, we would just say Northridge, but I got moved around a lot. I actually graduated from Ogden High, but I went to Roy High, Mountain High, um, Washington High, and then I went to high school with two Oriental people that didn't speak English when I graduated. And then I eventually found out that I graduated from Ogden High when I attempted to go to college. Wow. Well, we'll have to hear about a lot of that later. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Where did you grow up? I grew up... Well, I was born in Warner Robins, Georgia, and then my dad was stationed in a whole couple areas, and then he got final stationed here at uh, Air Force Base. Hoorah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, uh, and <laughs> we grew up in Clinton, Utah, pretty much my entire life. All right. What's something you were afraid of as a child? Okay, this is going to sound really bad, but uh, I, always, I was always afraid of waking up without my penis. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I don't know why, but that has always been a nightmare of mine. That right there explains a teenage boy's mind. Yeah. Oh my you wake gosh. Up, you wake up in a panic like, oh, and then like, okay, still that. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't know why. I, I, I think it was always if I, I don't no know. No more talking about it. Come yeah. on, move okay, on. Yeah. Okay. When you were a child, how did you imagine your adult self? Well, I imagined that would be... Let me out! Let me out! I'm stuck in your pocket! Okay. Well, didn't turn my ringer off, guys! Yeah. And she didn't turn it off again. But, um... Sorry, what was the question? Uh, it was, when you were a child, how did you imagine your adult self? Um, I imagined lots more... Airplanes and limos and oh, okay. like, you know, and, and it's really bad, but hookers in and out and stuff like that. I mean, just being like a playboy and, you know, just, yeah, but. Again, this is a view into a teenage boy's mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, what were you like in high school? I was actually, everybody knew who I was. But I was actually extremely quiet, and I kept to myself until I started talking to someone. And then I'm just sarcastic and fun. But it would take a lot to break into that, so. Okay. Was school easy or hard? What subjects did you like the most, and which did you dislike? Um, school was actually extremely easy, and I would say um, I was a big band geek, so... Which is I, so weird. Yeah, I actually lettered in band, but um, I what don't instrument? know. Uh, trombone, baritone. I played a whole bunch. But um, I don't know if any subject was just easy or hard. I just didn't like school. And I actually did so well that I dropped out my senior year when Rebecca died. And then that's the whole story of me going to final school with two Oriental women that didn't speak English. And I actually graduated before my class. Oh, so, awesome. Because I, I just, I guess got A's really easy. So. Hmm, cool. Did you participate in any extracurricular activities? Um, I attempted to play football a little bit. I, you know, like I said, I was a band geek. Um... And I'd go to, like, some of the football games and stuff like that. But I wasn't really a social person. All right. Can you remember your first kiss with whom? Um, nope. Really? Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Wow. I, I, I'd like to name drop, like, a whole bunch of people, but I just have no idea. It's memorable. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your first love and your first heartbreak? Well, this wasn't until I was an adult, and I would say my first love was Stacy. Sadie's mom. Sadie's mom. And my first heartbreak would have been Stacy. So, thanks. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. What is your best memory as a teenager with your friends? Um. I don't have many memories of being a teenager. Teenager, I got really high all the time. Oh, okay. Just toss that right out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, one of my 
good memories was just hanging out with the local kids in the neighborhood, riding bikes, and you know, up in sunset. Most I of love it was your Steve's story. Order. I love your story about how you guys would get in the water in the what's that in the canal? Yeah, yeah. And then the cops would come and they would try to direct us to come out each side because it would be this canal that's like eight feet wide, <laughs> and we'd take a boat and go right down the middle. And the cops would be walking on both sides, and we would refuse to come over to each one, and we'd just float down the canal. <laughs> and you get and escorted then, by cops. Yep, and then the only way we'd get out is because my dad would be sitting right at the bridge. And you'd just point, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're getting out. Yeah, <laughs> all done. Yeah. All right, was graduating from high school a big event? Did you have a prom? What was it like? Um, graduating was not a big event. In fact, my dad I think my dad didn't even think I graduated until I <laughs> had to prove that I did to go to college. Um, I went to a lot of the dances and uh, yeah, cool. I went to most of them. Oh cool. So, yeah. Did you go to college slash university? I went to Weber State for a little while, and I actually worked there for quite a while when Sadie was a baby, and I should have went to university and college a lot more because it was free. Yeah. I only, I only did the fun classes. I took bowling and scuba diving and billiard, and I'm, you know, if there was an easy class, I signed up for it, and then... So you I'm, could be, like, rolling in the money right now. Yeah. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, I'd be rolling in money. I could be. I could be what my childhood memory Dream. of an adult was. Yeah, you know? so you would be a playboy. Yeah, I'd be just knocking back bitches and stuff. Okay. Whoa. Where yeah. would I be? Um, that would be like my one my later years where I've calmed down. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. We would still happen. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What were some of your summer or part time jobs? Um, well, one of my first jobs, and it actually paid extremely well, and, uh, if you guys know the restaurant Red Robin, uh, Christina actually said it was her favorite one. Yep. I was the mascot for Red Robin. Which I wish I could see. Yeah. So, I got to dress up in a mascot outfit and just jump around like an idiot. And back then, I got paid like seven bucks an hour. Wow. Which, minimum wage, like $4. So, I mean, I was rolling in money. And I know, like you said, that people would, like, come up and hit you. Yeah. So, I just want to throw out a public announcement. Like, leave your mascots alone. It is true. Because Ace Ventura came out, like, that same year. Yeah. And Ace Ventura beats the crap out of a mascot. <laughs> and yes. so, pretty much, one, we want, eventually, to where we want to have to go outside by ourselves. And because people would just hop out of the cars and beat the hell out of you. See, that's insane, people. I know. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I kind of think you would do it if you weren't in the costume. I probably would have. Yeah. Nothing would make me happier than to slap a mascot in his head and start spinning or something. That just sounds funny. See, that's awful. You're part of the problem. I know. Be part of the solution. Well, I'd like to, but it's just too funny. Who were your friends? Are you still friends? Um, one of my really best friends was a kid named Todd Howard. He actually passed away a couple years ago. Um, so that kind of sucked. But 
a bunch of other friends, Dustin Nutt, Dustin House. Um, we I'm still actually really good friends with Dustin House still. Uh, hey, how are you? Um, <laughs> Shout out. A whole bunch of people from high school. I mean, we interviewed Lisa. Her old name was Lisa Knowles. Um, actually, I had a big giant crush on her back in the day. Um, and I, I associate, I, I talk to a lot of people that we used to hang out with, but I don't really hang out with anyone from yeah. high school. Yeah. So. All right. What was your first full-time job and when? My first full-time job, we'll just say it's my real job, would have probably been 7-Eleven. Um, that's where I met Summer and Luthan, because Summer's just, like, one of my best friends ever and with Anne she's just an amazing woman she was my boss she she would help me raise Sadie um I remember that I would go and get Sadie dressed and then I would rush her up to 7-Eleven where Ruth Ann would do her hair for me <laughs> and that was before I learned how to do hair with a vacuum cleaner and I was having a spin on a chair Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, because that's completely normal. Mm-hmm. And Shannon, by the way, hopefully your kidneys are doing good and you are healthy. Summer. Summer. Mm-hmm. Yep, hopefully they're doing <laughs> good. They're actually in Vegas. And so, Ruthann, hey, how are you? <laughs> Shannon, whoever you are. Summer. <laughs> thinking Summer about you. Yes. I know. There's a Shannon in yes. Vegas and I am concerned. Yes. <laughs> Message me, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> does your career make you happy? Um, actually, it does. My current one, I am a composite tech. And that's pretty much all I can say. So I work for the government. Very secretive. Extremely high secret. Um, but I have been doing that for quite a while. And I have worked on probably some of the most advanced warfighters for the government. Uh, a couple of, like, the CH-53 helicopter. That was probably the funnest one. I've ta- I've worked on the B-2 bomber. I've worked on the... I've worked on... Ast- uh, I've worked for NASA. Working on some of their ships. The Minuteman. Yeah. Um, A-10. F-16. So, pretty much anything non-confidential, I can go ahead and say. Okay. So, That's amazing. other than that, I I've been a composite technician. I started making say and when when I worked for Weaver State, I was a custodian, but I was a boss. And pretty much the courts said you need a better job if you are going to win custody of Sadie. So, I immediately um got in school. Got in school. I went to the DATC which is the Davis Applied Technology Center, and it's a college now, I don't know. But uh, I immediately went to composite school, and I don't know if I still hold the record, but I, I graduated faster than anybody that's ever done that course. And wow. it's because I just, I, I needed a job. So Hey, you know the funny questions are at the end, right? Uh-huh. Okay. All right, and <laughs> basically I've been a composite tech ever since about 2006, 2007. And I've built things from bicycle parts to extremely advanced confidential panels. All right. What would you do differently if you could? Um, Hmm. Nothing. 
Nothing. Nope. Every single thing I've done leads up to exactly what I am. So. There you go. All right. Who is the funniest person in your family? Uh, that would be me. <laughs> I'm funny as hell, and if you don't, and if you don't know that, you do now. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about having kids? Didn't you? Didn't turn out the way you expected? Oh my God! Absolutely everything. <laughs> Sadie was just a pain in the ass from the second she was born oh, to goodness. to now living in St. George, not talking to us. But uh, I would say. Yeah, just absolutely everything, because everything was just absolutely nuts. Okay, cool. Did you have any pets? Oh, God, no. Aw, you No, did. yeah, I had a dog named Chewy, and we called him Chewbacca, and then we had a whole bunch of totals, and you can laugh at how I say that. Yeah. But uh, And Sadie had loved Sadie. animals, so a kitty cat. Yeah, we had numerous kitty cats. Blue. Uh, blue. Where was, was she another one? There was another one called Kimmy Coco Butter. Something. Kimmy Coco Almond Butter Buns. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah. And so, okay. yeah, that was that. Kimmy Almond Coco Butter Buns. So, yeah. yeah, Sadie would always come home with a cat. And, and so, yeah. And then we got her dog, Benji. So, yeah, that happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is the best thing about your parents and what is the worst? Mm. The best best thing uh, about my dad is he is just as sarcastic as me. He's just a fun... He, he is the most stone strict fun person you would ever meet. So true. It's perfect. And he, I mean, you just look at him and you see authority but then he starts talking and it's just funny as hell. Yeah, and just so loving. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my mom just Absolutely everything is great about my mom. My mom, she is the true definition of what a perfect mother is. And well, she is. You know, she she raised a handicapped daughter and the fact that she is not just batshit crazy after raising all of us kids. It's true. I mean there was me, there was Willie and the fact that my parents aren't in the hospital just... Yep. Yeah, because we were lot. pains in the ass. And then add on top of that, Rebecca. You were? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no R. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it didn't stop. So, and then the worst thing, um, nothing. Okay. My dad taught me exactly how to be a man, and my mom taught me... How to be compassionate and nice and perfect and just to be like a Betty. Be like a Betty. That's a Betty. But I will say my mom is actually absolutely amazing because she's the only person that can stall an automatic. She can (laughs) flip a car. Flip a car and then crawl out the sunroof with my sister and go run the race and then... But but before that, she would just post a picture and say, oops, something happened. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get a picture with the collar flipped on its side. And they're and, gone, um, running the race. Yeah, and they're gone, running the race. They're out of cell phone coverage. So we're freaking out. And then we finally get a call a couple of hours later. Yeah, that just kind of happened. And we had to call out the roof and do a race at Snow Basin or something like that. And I called Mary and she's like, yeah, I can't believe it. 
Mom backed up and she just flipped the car. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, my mom, she's absolutely amazing. I always have keys to a car because I'm always getting a call that she locked her keys or something or that she stalled an automatic. And my mom is just the funniest, perfect woman. And she's just not an evil bone in her body. And she's just cool as hell. And then my dad, he's just like the total opposite. And (laughs) it's actually kind of exactly like me and Christina. I am serious most of the time. You know, once you get to know me, I'm joking and fun. But in public, I'm just serious. She is just giggly, walking in a room, doing a chill little move, going, hey, team, let's go. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so... Mm-hmm. All right. How did you feel when Mercedes was born? Absolutely petrified because I had a handicapped sister, Rebecca, and I remember that Sadie was born and she needed some oxygen. And I remember just freaking the freak out. Yeah, I almost cussed. Thank you for that yeah, editing. I almost had to edit that again. But uh, I remember just coming out of the delivery room or whatever and I'm just freaking out and I remember my dad just kind of uh just kind of pushing my shoulder and be like hey man up get back in there get in there and I was like oh okay okay and I I can and she only needed oxygen for a couple seconds but um yeah I went in there and held Sadie's hand and yeah it was absolutely amazing excellent that's Mm -hmm. awesome and you basically just answered the next question. What was the story of her birth? Uh, Sadie, yeah, she decided to, they had to have a C-section. And I remember, I mean, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. And I remember the nurse coming in, just handing me some pills, saying, take these. And I didn't even question her. I didn't even know she was a nurse. She it's was like, hey, take these pills. They would never do that nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I know. Some lady just walks up and goes, hey, can you take these? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I remember they threw a gown on me, threw a hair thing, which I didn't need because I'm bald. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then they cut Stacy open and whipped her out of the stomach. And I remember <laughs> I was fine until smoke started coming up. And I'm like, why the hell is it smoking? <laughs> but, yeah. And then another funny story of... When Stacy was actually having her staples taken out from her C-section, the nurse pulls me out to the side and she goes, Okay, I'm going to need you to stay calm because this is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I got this. You know, I'm a man. And <laughs> I stand over there. I'm holding Stacy's hand. And they pull back the bandage. And I look at her and go, Oh, my God! <laughs> and, the, and the nurse just looks at me and goes, Good job. <laughs> and she looks at Stacy and goes, This is gonna hurt. I'm like, Oh, sorry, kind of blew that. But. <laughs> All right, was there a song you used to sing to your kid? Perhaps singing again now? Um, just this is the song that doesn't end. This oh, is the song that yeah. I would I would pin Sadie down oh. and I would just start singing it and singing it and singing it. You know that's why she doesn't talk to us now. I know, I know. <laughs> or what I would do is I would yell into the other room and I'd just go, Sadie! 
and tell fine and she'd be like let me sleep i'm like no i want i want to hang out and she's like no that's why she doesn't talk to us yeah there's lots of reasons why she doesn't talk to us but Phone call. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it was the song that doesn't end. Okay, that's that's torture. Okay, mm-hmm. Ty. Uh, can you think of a signature event that wonderfully demonstrates or describes the personality of your child? Um, jeez. Mm. Uh, yeah, when uh, we were at a swimming pool, Sadie was maybe three or four. And she refused to be picked up. And she would be tippy-toeing throughout the entire pool. And all you would see is this little nose sticking out of the water. And I remember my dad walking over. Because I'd go try to help her. And she'd scream that I helped her. Um, And my dad dad walked over and he's like, she is stubborn as hell. I'm like, I know. I know. Um, So that's one. Another one is... It's extremely humbling for any single parent that you are rushing to get to work. You're running around. She's, you think she's getting ready. You're all ready, and you go in the bedroom, and she's just in the middle of the floor crying. And I'm like, what the hell are you crying for? She's like, my socks don't match my underwear. I'm like, are you, oh are my you freaking kidding me? Oh, my God. Mine either. I don't care. <laughs> and or... Or the fact that she would absolutely refuse to go somewhere if you helped her put her shoes on. I mean, what what kind of asshole refuses to go somewhere because you helped put her shoes on? Yeah, she's just stubborn. But we had so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Where are your parents from? Um, my dad, I think Louisiana. I think. My dad moved all, all, around, all around the place. And my mom, Idaho. Lovely Idaho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you know of your family history? Um, not very much. If, uh, <laughs> Wasn't there a street called Gilcrest in Texas? There was a whole town. There was a town. Yeah, there was a whole town. We'd go and visit it, and there would be this ferry that you'd have to drive your car onto, and it would take you out to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there was a post office, and when Hurricane Katrina came, yeah, Katrina took Gilcrest out. That's funny, because my sister's name is Katrina. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there used to be a town called Gilchrist, and now there isn't. Dang. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are there any special stories about your parents you'd like to share with your descendants? Um, just that my mom is just... Defying God. <laughs> she is just absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything she does is just comes... It's, it's just nice and even if she does something mean you can't you can't be mad because you have to laugh at it she's Betty she every single thing she does is just funny as hell and awesome like what what's the <laughs> hoily polloi hoily polloi and hoity toity so Mike always said I was hoity toity and so Betty found hoily polloi which is like the opposite and there's a third one. I don't know, but you're, you're hoity-toity and I'm holy polloi Yep, that's what we always joke yeah. about. So, and she even made a comment one time that uh, you're hoity-toity, but it's it's not. No, no. So, we were talking about being conceited. Oh, that's I right. I was like, does that mean I'm conceited? 
And she's like, no, you're not conceited. You just think you're better than people. Uh-huh. And, 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 she just conti- and, and you just continue on with the conversation. And, and I remember looking at Christina, I'm like, that was freaking awesome. I told my mom about it, and she goes, if I had said that, you would kill me. And I, mean, I, was like, I know. I but know. But it comes from Betty, so it's like freaking awesome. Um, and then the other, the other stuff is uh, with my dad just pretty much defining exactly how to be a dad, exactly how to be a man. Um, I do not remember much of my childhood with my dad because he was always working, and with Rebecca, I don't blame him, but I do remember the scouting trips. He was a, he was a scout leader and stuff, and uh, taking us camping and stuff like that. But my parents had it really rough. Yeah. We had Rebecca and stuff like that, and I remember that's how I learned how to drive was going to Bountiful in Salt Lake on a daily basis and then learning. And my mom would just give me the keys and be like, okay, you're driving. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm 15 and only have a permit, but okay. <laughs> so That's great. How did you meet your wife? Uh, I'm on Facebook. Yep. Yep. And I took her on a date to uh, Ogden Village, Christmas lights, and I was broke as hell, so instead of having to go twice, we decided to invite the kids, because I promised Sadie that I would take her to, and if she found out that I took a chick to Christmas lights and not her, oh my god, yeah. Which you you played so smooth. I know. I had no idea. Yeah, and then you guys kept on asking for stuff, so... Well, yeah, yeah. Guys, well, like getting hot chocolate now, I only planned on two cups. I'm like, oh, damn, now I got to get four. And then they want churros. And then Tyler, she's spoiled as hell. So she wants this <laughs> and this and this. And I'm having to look at him like, uh, you going to tell her no? Because I don't got the money. Yeah. First day, he spent like five bucks. And he was like, whoa, that's yeah. all I got. Well, I was strapped. Yeah. Yeah. Describe your engagement story. Um... Christina, if if you well, if you've listened listened to the podcast, Christina pretty much explained it. But I planned the whole event. We go to a place called Desert Star Playhouse. It's the place where we were supposed to meet Lady Gaga. But yes, of yeah, course. That wasn't real. Um, <laughs> but it was awesome. Yeah. So we really enjoy going to this place called Desert Star Playhouse. If you can go, go. Um, it's just some funny plays that pull on the Utah humor. Yep. And uh, I asked, I emailed them like a month or two before asking if we could arrange that I asked her to marry me. They said yes. So then I arranged it. But then I made the mistake of telling someone in your family. (laughs) And then absolutely everybody knew. And I'm like, okay. So I invited Gary, Karina, your mom. Yeah, only a few were yeah. able to go. And, and and but the family sucks at secrets. <laughs> yes, we so do. So it was like, okay, if she finds out, I swear to God, with all this planning, I'm gonna, you know, I I half expected it you to find out, but you didn't. And I gave all of them a dozen roses for when I asked you, and at the end of the. At the end of the play, they invite people up on the stage. Throughout the whole thing, I was acting like I was sick and all that stuff. And uh, I came out, said, will you marry me? You said yes. That's it, too. Just, yeah. will you marry me? Nothing yeah. else. 
and then we went off the stage and I had like random people give you dozen roses. Yep. So you like went home with like eight dozen roses. Yeah. Um, and then there was also another couple that got engaged. Yeah. Right yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What That's right. And and we did this whole elaborate thing where Christina has like eight dozen roses and and we're walking down the thing and then and then the guy goes, "Don't we have another one?" And the guy looks at me and goes, "Thanks." And then goes, "Will you?" <laughs> and I remember, I remember it just being so awkward because Christina's walking by with this big giant diamond ring and dozen roses being given to her left and right. And then this guy gets going, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. So if you got married at Desert, if you got engaged at Desert Star Playhouse, um, February something. At my big fat Utah wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Like Reach out to us because I'd, I'd love to know how that went. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine yeah. the conversation on the way home of, huh. Seriously? <laughs> Thanks for the tulip, you know. <laughs> so, Thanks for the bowl of popcorn that's already on the table. Yeah. Uh, next. Describe your wedding. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Amber and Susie took the pictures and we just kind of had... A perfect budget for it. Well, I don't even want to know what Christina spent on it because I, we just don't talk about that. <laughs> and it just went absolutely amazing. We had a honeymoon in Salt Lake at, uh, what was it called? Anniversary Inn. Anniversary Inn. We went to a bunch of different themed rooms. We did PD dialysis actually where we were down there. And it was a blast. It was, it was just a kind of a perfect wedding because right before the wedding happened, COVID broke out. Well, right after the wedding, COVID broke out. Yep. So I remember my dad actually, one of my wedding gift was two huge containers of sanitizer. Yep. Because my dad was actually already emailing all of us saying, hey, you know, be careful. And we're all, you know, this is before COVID. So we're like, ah, whatever. And I remember getting the gift and I'm like, it's just huge things of sanitizer. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> my this mom is and the dad go all gift sentimental. Ever. My dad hands us a thing of sanitizer. I'm like, oh, all right. But it actually came in really handy. So it did. Thanks. What do you admire the most about your wife? Um, just how peppy she is. She has absolutely every reason to cry, every reason to scream, every reason to just punch babies and kick puppies. And yeah. she's just peppy and happy all the time. And it's actually annoying because I come home from work and I'm exhausted and tired and ornery. And she's, hey, how are you? You know, just peppy as all hell. So. <laughs> Did you ever think you would have gotten married? Nope. Well, no. I, hell, I don't know. You did not want to get married again. No, I did not want to get married again. I did not. And I did not ever want to get married again. In fact, I was actually totally against it. I think the only reason you did it is because I had never been married. Yeah. Because I was absolutely totally fine with what we had yeah so but yeah i'm glad i did good what is something your wife should know about you um well you just found out that i'm scared of waking up without my penis (laughs) i believe it or not i've Um, heard it before people yeah i've heard Uh, it before nothing because she knows everything about me yeah so all right what is great about your life right now um, uh, as chaotic as it is and everything, everything, you know, 
we have the most chaotic life. I work a somewhat hard job. Yeah. There's times when it's absolutely exhausting, and then we have to come home and do dialysis. But uh, and I wouldn't. Tyler's running in and out very yep. chaotically, and mm-hmm. I think the only thing I would change right now is Sadie. Sadie, call us. Yeah, Sadie. We love you. butthead. Call us, because it's absolutely weird as hell that you're not calling. But so, if you do listen to this, call because Please. quit being an ass. What are your dreams for five years from now? Ten years or longer? Um, well, I don't know when it will be, but pretty much us traveling the country, visiting Tyler and Sadie. And people off the page. People off the page. and We've made such good friends. Stuff like that. Just traveling, living the best life we, living the best life we have. Yeah. All right. What are some of your favorite things? Food, hobbies? Uh, my favorite food is probably Chinese. My favorite hobbies are uh, camping. Yes. Riding motorcycles. Yes. And uh, did we mention camping? Yeah. 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 It, we should reiterate camping. Camping. Because yeah. I, I would be up camping every single weekend if I was allowed to. It's true. Yeah. The fact that I'm not driving up there right now is just like, why? <laughs> Describe one of your most embarrassing moments. Um, okay. It was actually when I was a little kid. If you guys haven't noticed, I talk funny. And my absolutely uh, most embarrassing moment was, and you're going to have to help on this word because I still can't say it, but we were learning about singular and... Plural. Mm-hmm. And I remember I understood the subject. I was so freaking happy because I was a dumb kid. <laughs> and she's like, what is this? And I knew the answer. And I jumped up and I screamed, plural! <laughs> yeah, and you have absolutely no idea what that is. And I remember just the entire room laughing. And I'm like thinking, why the hell are you laughing? I got this answer right. I was right. <laughs> and yeah, so... <laughs> to all you Say it one more kids. time. Plural! To all you kids in like the fourth grade or whenever you learn about singular and plural, you guys are asses. <laughs> I had the answer right and you laughed at me. <laughs> and Thompson, if you listen to this, I'm sure you're laughing your ass off in the entire thing. So you're an ass too. <laughs> That's one of his co-workers. Uh-huh. He's an ass. <laughs> what event in your childhood has had significant impact on your life? Um, That one. Yeah, I thought I talked normal up until that point. <laughs> um, I, I think my mom just, no, 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 you're saying that perfect. Yeah. My entire childhood, I had a speech impediment. I don't think I knew. Uh, <laughs> because I, I, I was hard of hearing, and I, I really don't hear that I'm saying it wrong. But, uh, and my mom, I, somebody should have sat me down, going, hey, you talk kind of messed up. But yeah, nobody did. And then, like, my brothers being terrors, and I remember seeing a colored lizard when we were on a hike one time. And Willie and John made fun of me for so many years. They said I changed the lizard colors because I was too ugly. <laughs> yeah. So anytime we saw a normal lizard, like, Mike, look at it. Change colors. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Big brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which one of your parents are you most like? Dad. Dad. 
Yep, I, but I would say the compassionate side is my mom. Yeah, you definitely the, got some The sarcastic, just... That's your dad. Yeah, and the compassion, the the caretaker part is my mom. Yep. What's something that helped to shape your outlook on life? Rebecca. Yeah. My sister was mentally handicapped pretty much her entire life. She was born with bad lungs. And there were incidences that happened which made her become deaf and blind. And uh, so that is what was the, yeah, so. I always think about when we, when I hear Rebecca's stories, I think about how lucky all of us are right now because she, she went through so much and they tested her so much. So now in the present, we have things so much easier. And Rebecca, like, she she plowed the way for the rest of us. Yep. And I think, and like I said, that's why I am the caretaker that I am. And I think it's because I can separate myself, my emotions, from everything else. Mm-hmm. And I just, we do what we have to do, and we move on. Yep. It's true. So, and it's it's kind of like the like with my mom. My mom was stubborn, and I remember she insisted on my sister Rebecca coming home. And when she did come home, she insisted that she went to normal schools. She insisted that, I mean, I and remember. And those were some of Rebecca's happiest moments. Yeah, and the, I mean, that was just like stupid memories. Well, I remember all of us going for a family walk, but. Like I said, with dialysis, you can do anything you want. It just may take a little bit additional planning. That was the same thing with my sister, Rebecca. Well, my mom insisted we went on a family walk, but it took uh, over, I want to say over an hour just to get her wheelchair loaded. Because wow. she had a she had a respirator, she had oxygen, she had alarms, she had a nurse that had to go along with us, and but my mom was insistent. We are going to go for a walk, which is amazing. As a family, I think that's where you got a lot of your stubbornness. We're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's the same thing with dialysis. We do what we want. It just takes a little bit more additional planning. You got it. Okay, Ty. What is your favorite date? Uh, April twenty fifth. Why? Uh, because it's not too hot, not too cold. Just need a light jacket. <laughs> You're special, honey. Mm-hmm. Special. If you had to do an extreme sport, what would you do? Uh, fight bulls. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It'd just be fun as hell just to punch one. The bull did nothing to you. That's okay. He's bigger. <laughs> what was your favorite book you've read? Uh... <laughs> I have read a book. Jeez. Uh, hmm. Awkward. Yeah. No <laughs> books. No books yeah. in Mike's past. Nothing. Probably I, not I, in the future either. I did read Jurassic Park when I was a kid. But that's just because it's cool and has dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. Which of your siblings are you most like? Uh, God, we're all different. Yeah. Really. But... Again, I think you all, all have different. bits that are similar, though. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's weird because you look at Christina's family and you're like, yep, they're all related. But you get all of us in a line and... 
Yeah. Yeah. It. 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 Yeah. It, it's like. <laughs> you I, all kind of became your own person. Yep, and we all look different. So I'm, yeah. But every time my my dad makes a face, I see Chris and want to punch him. So it's it it's weird. Oh, sorry, so, Chris. That was that was pretty mean. Well, he he rolled my four wheels. So. True story. Yeah. So <laughs> we're still we're still bitter about that. But okay. I'm glad they were okay. Yeah. But on that, Mary did too. So I'm glad they were okay. But yeah, yeah I know. we have fun. And my so. family's never rolled a four-wheeler. What the? Yeah. But it happens. Yeah, anyways. What's another career you think you would enjoy? Uh, well, since this uh, caretaker stuff and talking about dialysis and stuff like that, being an advocate, um, whether it's a paid position or not, that is definitely going to be our future. Yep, for sure. Uh, and if it is a paid future, Facinius, hire me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me money because I'm really good at this stuff. <laughs> what famous person would you want to meet and why? Um, famous. Hmm. Famous? Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to throw out Sam Trevino because he is right now the most famous person I know. And I want to meet him and his wife, Lacey. Yep, get to hang out with them. Yep, we are going to have some big-ass beers and just hang out down in Texas. Sam, Lacey, we're going to come see you. Yep. Are you an optimist, pessimist, or a realist? Well, first off, what the hell do those mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the best one, but go ahead. Optimist means you're super positive. Yep, that's Pessimist means you're... You're upset at the world, and you're not happy about anything. That's me, too. And what was the third one, TJ? A realist is someone who's kind of in between, who looks at things through factual point of view. Black well, and white. Well, hell, that's me, too. Which one you are you You just get the best you? of all of them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like fun as hell, but then I'm negative as hell, too. I'm, uh, I, I am like the bipolar of all uh, of those. It's true. Yeah. It is actually very, very true. So, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. What job do you think you would have have if you lived in the early 1900s? Ooh. Uh, President. Yes, I would control people. <laughs> I would train rats and then I'd walk around towns and they'd think I'm God. <laughs> wow, there would be a totally different like rat religion right mm-hmm. now. I'd like stand I'd stand up and the rats would just walk me throughout town. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You're awful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry Go everyone. Ahead. What game show do you think you would do good at? Um, well, we watched the challenge, and I think I would. I think I would. I think I'd win all of those pansies. Oh, I, so yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm calling out the challenge. Yeah, they don't look that hard, and I'd make you all cry. And Big Brother, well, I don't have the memory for that stuff though. <laughs> yeah, but you can tell a lie like a pro. I can, or yeah. can I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really good at lying. Yes. I'd ask this, but then again, you don't read books. <laughs> so skip okay. that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, how many days could you go without a phone? Uh, oh. None. I'm yeah. on my phone all the time. And I don't and, think you can go an hour or even yeah. a half an hour. And, 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 well, it's a lot of it is just living on dialysis. But another part is I look up really funny jokes. Uh-huh. And you're welcome because I tell them to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. 
How many telephone numbers do you actually have memorized? 801-776-0612. That was my childhood memory, so call it. And, <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh. That was my childhood phone number. And the only reason I know that is because in order to get picked up when you were a kid, you had to call collect. And you'd call it really fast and go, Dad. And you'd be yeah. like, Dad, I'm at the mall. Yeah, the person that's calling is, mm-hmm. Dad, I'm at the store. Yeah, you'd get like two <laughs> seconds to say your name. Yeah. So you'd hold it and say, Dad, I'm at the Ogden Mall. <laughs> or, true. Dad, I'm at the Layton Mall. And then <laughs> you'd always hear, huh? Dang it. That was one of the brothers that picked up the phone. So you'd yep. try again and again. And then my mom would pick up, oh, dear, we'll come get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, my mom would usually just say, we accept the charges. And then she'd talk, just talk to us. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Oh, I love it. What is the funniest prank you've ever played on someone? Uh, Jesus, so many. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just, I don't have one that pops out. Dang it. But I'm funny as hell, though. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's a prankster. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, no, there was one. I shaved my head all the time. And when Sadie was a kid... I nicked the side of my head, and I remember Sadie. I remember coming out of the hallway, and there was just blood pulling down my arm. And I remember just falling to the ground, and Sadie just oh. panicked. And, oh, yeah. Again, this is why Sadie's not talking to us. It is true. It is true. And I remember, like, like, and and I have, I would teach Sadie how to shave. With she'd have a spoon and I'd have my my laser and I'm just shaving my head and I'm, I'm, I'd nick myself and she'd just start shaking because I'd, I'd over dramatic how bad Aww, it was. Oh, poor girl. <laughs> Would you ever drive across the country in an RV? Yep, every single day of my life. That's the plan, right? Yep. <laughs> if you could have a free punch to someone's face, who would it be and why? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Like. Tyler, I want to punch right now. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. Sadie, I would punch right now. Um, just random people. Thompson, I could I could just pitch a punch right in the face. Jeez, oh. um, there's just so many. Uh, Chris, I want to punch you in the face. Willie, I want to punch you in the face. Uh, let's see. Cleverly, I want to punch you in the face. Uh, how many people do I know? Yeah, I think I think we could Yeah, we pretty could much everybody I've ever met that, yeah. that annoyed me. Yeah, just BAM! Light to the moon. <laughs> okay, okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Has a self-help book ever helped you? Um, well, no, but, well, yes, because my mom Jurassic reads, Park is not self-help. Uh, you say that until we get attacked by lizards, and then I know what to do. <laughs> but my mom has read um, probably almost every single self-help book there is, and she will call and tell us about it and i mom i love you but i do not care but i love hearing you reference all of the self-help stuff so it's freaking awesome oh okay all right um who's the best boss you've ever had and why do you admire them um actually it's my current boss collins taylor you're freaking awesome because uh he has helped me throughout this entire journey with Christina, and I know it's a pain in the ass, and uh, it's he a lot. He gets the job done, but he has heart. Yep. Collins, you are the 
best over dramatic boss I've ever had. <laughs> You're freaking awesome, and I adore you as a boss. <laughs> cool. Do you think you would make a good politician? Uh, yeah. Fabulous. You, yeah, you heard the story about the rats, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would make the people my rats. Oh my, okay. Yeah, don't run on that. Gosh. Okay. How many times have you won something in your life? Uh, <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Um, I was actually the fastest typer when I was in the sixth grade. This was on typewriters. And I was the fastest typer in the northern western states. So, wow. like, all the ones around Utah, California, Idaho. So, yeah, you Idaho people, I type faster than you. There you go. So, yeah, and, and that was actually my dad. He was way into computers our entire life. So, I... We had to do this typing program every single day in order to go out and play. And it was just a stupid, stupid program. <laughs> and you would just type it out as quick as you can and go. Gotcha. What is a consistent compliment you've received throughout your life? Uh, that I'm freaking amazing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. usually that's how it leads to conversation. Michael, you're freaking amazing. I know, I know. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. I don't see well. Yeah. Do yeah. you have a celebrity doppelganger? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I would say we look a lot alike. It's it's the eyebrows. It looks like I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what you're really going with. Well, I well either that or Chris Foley, but that's just because he falls on stuff and he's funny as hell. But he's dead. What about the guy at Smith's? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a guy that works at Smith's that looks just like me. <laughs> people, people have walked up and go, do you work at Smith's? I'm like, no, but I know, I know who you're talking about. I know you're so talking if about. you work at Smith's and you look just like me. Stop it. Yeah, well, say hi. Because I could have you do like stuff for me. Oh, yeah, that's the last thing I'm sure he wants to do. Well, yeah. Dirty work. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> what is something you consistently asked Santa for as a child but never got? Everything. <laughs> Christmas Christmas was great as a kid, but we'd get like just a few presents and we'd go to the na- we'd go to our friend's house that they were like rich as hell and they're pulling out Xboxes and Playstations and Nintendos and, and I'm like, Well, I got this shirt. We were that so, family that had just Yeah, your family's like that. Gifts. Hundreds and hundreds of gifts. Yep. And like all all Christmases were always amazing. But all Christmases weren't like yours. Yeah. And uh, so we'd go over to a friend's house and they'd have big screen TVs and <laughs> PlayStations and stuff like that. And and again, ours was great. We always had what we needed. Yeah, you were always happy. It was always awesome. But then we'd see the pile that our friends got and like, well, this is crap. <laughs> I remember my, my parents, my, my dad actually bought remote control cars and he hit them so well we didn't find them for like six years oh my god yeah we get in the attic one year and we pull out these boxes and my dad's like oh yeah i was <laughs> supposed to give those to you mike these are freaking awesome so yeah there was that <laughs> did you ever do something to be sent to the principal's office uh all the freaking time when that funny fact i was the first kid to be suspended from clinton elementary I don't know why I completely believe that. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's because I got in a fight in sixth grade with Todd Howard, actually. 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's your friend. Yeah, my best friend that died. And oh yeah, I. But I am gonna say, and I hate to say it, but I won the fight. And that's, I got suspended. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And I remember my dad coming in, and he's in suit and tie, and and they're like, the principal's like, we've never done this before, but uh, we're gonna suspend your suspend Michael. And I'm I'm thinking this is cool as hell. I'm like, we've never had to do this. And I'm like, yeah. Winner, winner. And my dad's just glum, glum, glum. And I'm like, I'm going to get my ass beat. But you know what? I'm cool I accomplished something today. Yep. I apologize to Todd's family. Uh-huh. Michael does not know sometimes what he says. Yep, yep. Do you have a motto you like to live by? A motto? Yeah. What's, What's a, a motto, motto with you? What's a motto with you? Huh? Good Matata? Yes, yes. Anyways, go ahead. Oh, gosh. Did your family grow up with any funny or weird rules? Uh, well, actually, one rule, my dad actually, and this probably leads to my weight gain, but my dad had a bucket full of cookies, and he told himself that he was going to keep that bucket full. <laughs> and he really, really underestimated us as kids. Because he could not keep that damn thing full. And he, he tried figured, for a long yeah, time. He figured that we would just get tired of him. But no, freaking cookies are amazing. If you could be the opposite gender for a day, what would you specifically do? Oh my oh. God, play with my boobies all day long. <laughs> that is all I would do. I would not leave the house and I would just sit and play with them. Oh my goodness. Yep, that's it. Those other things, but we won't go into detail on that. Oh, my oh gosh. God! Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, no more. When should you tell a child about Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, or the Easter Bunny? Uh, never. And if they ever question it, they don't get Christmas. <laughs> I agree. That, that, that's what I would tell Sadie. Uh, she'd say it, and I'm like, "Yeah, hey, cool. Christmas is done." Yeah. She's like, "What? You don't believe? Like, you don't get yeah. gifts." So, what do you want for Christmas? And she'd finally tell me, and I'm like, "Okay, Santa will see what he can do." Yeah. And you paint, and so yeah. Uh, what is the best life advice you have received and who said it? Um, hmm. my dad, just get back in there. Yep. Be a man, get back in there. Yep, that's great. What other languages would you want to learn? Uh, I already know Spanish quite a bit. Okay. Donde está el baño? Yo hasta caca. That's all he knows, guys. That's yeah. all. That's well, all he knows. What else do you need to know? Yeah. So, uh, maybe a hello. Um, I actually know quite a bit of sign language, <laughs> and I wish I was better at it, um, because that's just cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Tyler's good at it, too. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, What would you do if you found a penguin in the freezer? Oh, my gosh. Uh, thaw him out and probably make tacos with him. He's not. He's not alive. No, he's not alive. No, if he's in the freezer, he's dead. So <laughs> penguins are used to being. They frozen. like the uh, cold. <laughs> fish tacos. You're welcome. But I don't like fish, so I don't think I'd eat them. But oh that would God. just be cool to open the freezer. And go. Oh my God, a penguin! No. <laughs> if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be, and why? Uh, the tree on the left. What? Yeah, that's it. That's it, huh? Yep. Oh my so God. when you Is that when you, look, you don't know names of trees, nope. And, well, no, because when you look at a tree and you see the one on the left, that one's gonna be me. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Alrighty. Okay. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Oh my gosh, a hundred of them. Because just seeing horses the size of ducks, 
just running around. That just be cool as hell. Yeah, can you keep a couple? <laughs> All right. Well, we gotta wrap this up. So, thanks for listening, guys. Well, no, we always wrap this up by asking. Oh, Michael. Christina. Oh. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, this how is are about you? you? Hey, Michael. How are you living on dialysis? Anyways, so <laughs> how I'm living on dialysis is we're just living the best life we can. So, uh, get out there, live, and, and if you need any advice on how to go do that, reach out to one of us. Yep. This is Michael. Christina. And Tyler. And peace out. No? We're not going to say peace out? <laughs> I can't hit stop. <laughs> I really can't. Barbarian. Alright, the previews before this movie are The Woman King. It's an all-female warrior looking really good, and the women will love it. Um, you're going to butcher the heck out of how I say this. Pearl, P-E-A-R-L, sorry, I can't talk very good sometimes. It is actually a horror film about a girl taking care of her dad, and it's actually pretty cool. Um, and then Halloween Ends. Yeah, another Halloween, and it has Jamie Lee Curtis in it, but um, I would say the last one, she must have hopped in a time machine because she looked much younger and much better in this film, and the last one, she looked like a grandma. So this one, I don't know why they made her look so young, but I guess they say this is the end one, but who knows. And then Don't Worry Darling. Again, they played this one up a lot, so I hope it is as good as it looks. Reminds me of a Stepford Wives type movie. And then Smile. Uh, weird. It is like when they see whatever, they go crazy and see everyone smiling or something. Looks really good, but still so confusing. Reminds me of The Ring. And after you see the movie, you die and stuff like that. I don't know if it's going to follow that, but there's got to be some twist. And then uh, Marvel's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Looks amazing, and it has a huge woman cast, so it should be really good. Amsterdam, this one looks really weird. It has uh, Christian Bale and Chris Rock, and it looks funny, but it's like a uh, scam artist and the story of it. Then the menu, it is about a chef and he incorporates the people into the menu or something. And I think they hunt them, but, and then of course, the stupid, 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 stupid AMC Nicole Kidman commercial. Stop showing it. It is dumb, 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 dumb. But uh, here's the trailer for Barbarian. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah? This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside? And we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch.
Keys? Okay, it is the Barbarian. A young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night, but soon discovers there's a lot more to fear than just unexpected house guests. Okay, go see this movie. This movie is absolutely amazing. It is extremely gory, so... Lots of jump scares, and and I cannot even explain what happened because you will absolutely not believe the twists that it has. If you like scary-ass movies, this one is every single scene you are waiting for the jump. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but... The twists that it makes, and you think you're going in just to watch some horror film, and it totally twists and turns, and go see this movie. And not only once, go see it a couple times, but again, it's gory, so be ready. But it is so crazy. Um, Again, go see this movie, and uh, see you guys. Hey guys, welcome back to Christina's Crazy Corner. So tonight we have with us the Miss Tyler. Hi. We also have Amber. Hello. And we have Holston. Hello. And me. So, (laughs) Tyler, take it away. All right, I'm going to start off with a question for you guys. Okay. Okay. Do you know what palindromes are? No. no. Say it again. Palindromes. Palindromes. Nope. Yeah, no. All right, I'll give you a hint. Taco cat. Taco cat. Taco cat. I still don't know. Yeah, that's confusing just me. Like just a mix of two crazy words together to make something nope. new. Uh, oh. Palindromes are actually words that if you switch it backwards... It's still the same word. Spells out the same exact word. Oh. So, Taco Cat. Isn't that a palindrome or something? Are you saying it wrong? Palindromes? Something like that. (laughs) I see the word on here, and that's how I'm saying it. That was the pronunciation we were given. Yep, that is the pronunciation I will continue to make. Palindrome. Okay, so. Palindrome. All right. 
<laughs> so we're gonna be talking about some of the longest ones. Oh. Oh wow. Okay. And this one I am going to get wrong, but tat rat rat tat. Okay. So wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Like taco, spelled backwards. No, taco cat. Yeah. And spell it backwards. It still spells taco cat. Okay, I got you now. It's tat tat tat. Wow, who came up with these? Yeah, I know. Who has this time? <laughs> this word, it actually means a knock at the door because it sounds like you're knocking on a door. The tatarata tata. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. <laughs> So, I made a tat a rat a tat on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at your door rat a tat a tat for hours. <laughs> I don't know why we had to say that with an accent. Because it's fancy. Yeah, it sounds more lovely. <laughs> All right. So the longest is actually not in English. Okay. It's in Finnish. Okay, let's hear it. I am going to botch this so bad, but Sadie... I thought that was the word. I was like, <laughs> whoa, this is going to be long. Nope. Sai Papaki Vika Upias. That's the longest one. How yeah. many letters are in it? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wow. Wow. Okay, what does that mean? It's a person who sells soapstone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> soapstone. Yep. It's a dealer in lye or caustic soda, palindrome. Yeah, but it's saying. I love how Amber looks it all up. I think a dealer in lye is that same soap. A mm -hmm. Soap maker. Yep. Hmm, cool. Soap <laughs> maker. Wow, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> All right. And then there are also names that are <gasps> palindromes. Like Havana. What? It's like heaven. Not Havana. That is not. No, there's one, right, Amber? It oh, became... I think you're thinking of Nevea, and it's just Yeah. Oh, yes, I am. All right. There is Anna. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bob. Oh, Hannah. Okay. And Otto. Otto. These are just the examples that they gave on here. Those are all really Otto. short names. I know. Out of all those examples, some of the best people I know are named Anna. So. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to all Annas. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, this one. Historians have actually found evidence of them over 1,900 years ago. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. One of the earliest Roman um, sentence, that's a palindrome, <laughs> is in girum imis nocte et consum immer igni. Okay, that one seems longer. <laughs> it is. It's a full Very sentence. Oh my god. But it's god. not just a single word. It's not yeah. like a word. So I think the other was the longest single word. Yeah. 
syndrome. Yep. Oh my gosh, what does it say? It means we enter the circle after dark and we are eaten by fire. Okay. It was written about moths. <laughs> we enter the circle after dark and are eaten by fire. Sounds like a ritual, honestly. Yeah, but it's about moths. Yeah, they go to the light. Huh, and then they get burned. <laughs> it's so poetic. <laughs> All right, here's some sentences. Uh, was it a rat I saw? Is this? <laughs> oh my rat? gosh. That. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> what do you say? Hmm? Well, Holson said it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. All right, a nut for a jar of tuna. Oh. Why would you put a nut in a jar of tuna? A nut for a jar of tuna. You trade the nut for a jar of tuna. <laughs> okay, wow. I'll make that deal. Uh, go dog. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't nod. Don't nod. Don't nod. Okay. No lemon, no melon. That's like something to live by right there. Yeah. <laughs> no melon, no. No lemon, no melon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was it a car or a cat I saw? Oh, my gosh. Oh, how, do, how do people come up with this? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Lots of time. <laughs> yeah. Lots. I think that would be like torture if that was your brain, like, and that's what you did all day is come up with these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next one is Uzi wrapped in a sanitary zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Uzi rats. Hmm. Lovely. That's lovely. What does that even mean? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't either because that makes me sad. Another one is never odd or even. <gasps> oh, I think I've heard that one. That's a good one. Never odd or even. <laughs> that is a good one. Wow. Uh, Step on no pets. That's something to live by right there. It is. Truly. No pets should ever be stepped on. Step on. No pets. Yeah. The last one is Mr. Owl ate my metal worm. Mr. <laughs> Owl ate Owl my made. metal worm. <laughs> Truly insane. All right. So here are a few French ones. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, et cava la vanche. I don't know if I said it right. I don't know either, but it sounds delicious. But it says, and how is the cow? <laughs> He's oh. delicious. He's delicious. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. And We're then... happy grazing in the field. <laughs> yeah. The next... <laughs> the next one is an engage... Les jours que je les um, 
gagon. <laughs> wow, again, it just makes me hungry. Doesn't mean food at all this time, Mom. Okay. It says start the game so I can win it. Oh. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. And then, give me a second. Okay, take a sec. All right. So, here are some other words that you didn't realize are the same. Race car. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's the, like... Huh. Interesting. Because the E in the middle and then it's... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Holston, like, that was really, like, intuitive. Like, you really, like, mentally went there on that one. <laughs> okay, Ty. Uh, civic, as in relating to a city or a town. Yeah. Civic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forward and back, civic. Mm -hmm. Um, deified. This basically means to treat or worship someone or something like a god. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Deified. Mm -hmm. Level. That's insane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Level. That's so simple. <laughs> and then the next one is. Lemel, which is a small shaving of metal like gold and silver. It's called a lemel? Lemel. Instead of V, it's N. Lemel. Lemel. Wow. Oh, Next one is Madam. <gasps> You're right. Madam. Madam. Madam, darling. <laughs> My Again health. with the accent. <laughs> Epic. Hmm. All right. The next one is minim, which is the measurement used to describe about one drop of liquid. <gasps> minim. Okay, that's cool. I got a minim on me. <laughs> All right. The next one is murdrum. Murdrum. Murdrum is a crime of killing somebody <gasps> unknown. What? Oh. Murdrum is if you kill somebody you don't know. Mm -hmm. Wow, so like serial killers? It's the act of killing someone unknown. So no one knows the person. Oh. It's basically okay. someone who is... Like a Jane Doe? Like a Jane Doe or a John Doe. I found one that's awesome. What? Can I share it? Yeah. yeah. Dr. Awkward. <laughs> We've all had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Doctors are incredible, but yes, we have. <laughs> there, yeah, there's definitely great, incredible doctors. But then there's Dr. Awkward. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Give me a second. I got an ad. Ah! Oh, okay. Ew. No ad. I hate ads. So much. I wish I could, like, come up with one, but my brain just isn't doing it. <laughs> All right. And then mom. <gasps> yep. Usually. Mom. That's probably dad. the most important ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, radar. Ah, radar. Yeah, radar. Never thought of that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. And then refer. 
Yeah, you can refer backwards and forwards. <laughs> uh, repaper, which is the act of applying new wallpaper. <gasps> you could repaper your walls. Oh, dang. That one is good. Yeah. And then rotator. Rotate. Wait. Yeah, row, R-O, tate, T-A-T-O-R. Dang. Whoa. Yeah, that's yeah that one's a good one. And but that's funny because you're rotating something. You're making it turn. And you can turn this oh. word all you want. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yep, you can rotate the word. All right, so this one is probably going to be the last one. But rotivator. Rotovator. Rotavator. What, what the is heck that? is that? Uh, it's a piece of it's it's an equipment gardeners use. A rotivator. So does that like teal up your yard? I don't know. It just says gardeners should know what this piece of equipment is. Okay, gardeners, like message in. Yeah, please tell me I what it know. is. Yeah. Please tell me what it is. For sure. All right, guys. Well, that was lots and lots of fun. Thank you for joining us, Miss Amber in Holston. Yes. yes. And oh. just so you guys know, a rotivator is also <laughs> a tiller. Ah, we got it. Okay. Which Amber was on it. Because tiller is my maiden name. Oh. So. There you go. You should have known. Dang it. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Christina's Crazy Corner. So, tonight, it's just me and Ty-Ty. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Are you ready, lady? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's do this. All right, so this week, we're going to be talking about bizarre traditions from around the world. Oh, my gosh. I am crazy excited. Yeah, some of these are actually really crazy. I was reading them, and some of them I don't even know how they're a thing. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I can't wait. Okay, so this first one is called Night Hunting in Bhutan. Okay. Known as the Bomania, as Bomania in eastern parts of the Himalayan kingdom, Young men looking for love and marriage set out at night for a different kind of hunt. <gasps> they okay. break into the rooms of eligible spinsters and spend the night there. If caught, they have to marry the girl or <gasps> work in her father's fields as a punishment. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You're kidding me. Yeah. That's so romantic. I know, right? Just get caught underneath the bed. You gotta marry her. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's insane. I know. It actually is really debated today as women are subjected to violations and an invasion of privacy. Oh, okay. So it's very widely debated still nowadays. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Number two is bull and ant gloves of the satire Mali tribe. Okay. When boys of this Amazonian tribe come of age, they must prove their manhood in a tradition that's torturous and terrifying. Oh, no. The young men trap bullet ants, which are then drugged by a medicine man who places the deadly creatures in woven mitts. What? 
It is said the sting of a bullet ant can be compared to a bullet hitting the flesh. The young men then oh have to wear gosh. the mitts on their hands and dance for 10 minutes to take their mind off the pain. You are kidding me. Mm-hmm. Satire Mawe men have to go through this ritual at least 20 times in their lifetime. Why? Because apparently it tr- proves that they're manly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I That's know. insane. It is insane. I feel bad for And them. if you look at these mitts, they're, like, woven by leaves. Okay. So, like, they probably get out and go all over the body instead of just in the mitts. Oh, no. So, like, you die, basically. Oh, my god! <laughs> you get bit by millions of, like, little bullets, basically. Oh, my gosh, that's awful. Yeah. Oh, that one's bad. Okay. So, the next one is Thai Puzam. Celebrated by Hindus in southern India and Southeast Asia, the festival of um, Thai Puzam observes the victory of Lord Murugan over an evil spirit. Oh, okay. Devotees pierce themselves with sharp objects through different parts of their bodies <gasps> while going into a complete trance. Some even go as far as pulling vehicles with hooks pierced to their backs. What? Yeah. They go, like, insane for that. Literally, there's a picture on here, and it looks like torture. Okay, wait. So they pierce themselves and pull objects? Yeah, sometimes they will put, like, hooks in their back Yeah. to pull objects with their skin. And that's, like, defeating a spirit? Yeah, it's like, it's like a tradition where they, it's a festival to <gasps> celebrate like a lord overcoming an evil spirit. And that it, is so not my idea of a festival. Yeah, no, it's not a festival. It's freaking torture zone. Like, oh if gosh. you saw these pictures. I don't want to. I know you just... don't want to see this picture, but it's awful. Crazy. But yeah, this guy has, like, needles everywhere. Okay, move on, move on, move Kay, on. Okay, next one. Number four, bathroom ban after marriage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... Newly married couples of the Tidong community in Indonesia are prohibited from using the washroom for three days after their marriage. Why? Breaking the rules of the observation will bring bad luck in their married life, like stillbirth and death. Oh. So they believe that if you don't, if you shower. If you are dirty for three days, then you'll. You won't. Good luck. I, I, I guess. But relatives of the couple supervise them over the three days, after which they are bathed and may answer their calls of nature. Oh. What do we mean by answer their calls of nature? What do you think? Bathroom? Yes. They hold it for three days? Yeah. What? Yeah. I know. They hold it for three days. That's so bad on your kidneys. I know. (laughs) But these people think it'll be bad luck. Oh my gosh. More like insane. medical bills. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This one, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I, well, um, I guess go for it. Okay. Penis Festival, Japan. There's nothing wrong with saying penis, honey. I, no, but it, it, it's something. It's something. Uh, so, better known as the Kanamare Matsuri, 
Devotees carry a large sculpture in the shape of a penis and parade through the streets of Kawaski in Japan. It's said that the demoness with vaginal teeth seduced men to their deaths until <gasps> temple priests. <laughs> I can't even read it fully oh without my laughing. Gosh. I can't even read it fully. I need to restart that sentence. <laughs> it is said that a demoness with vaginal teeth seduced men to their deaths until temple priests used a metal dick to destroy her deadly secret weapon. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> This is like a current thing. <laughs> it's very current. You can see the oh picture. Oh my god. If you see the picture, it is absolutely the funniest thing you will ever see in your life. That is crazy. But also, side note, several sex workers take part in this festival to pray for good health and protection from STDs. Well, why not, you know? I know, right? And if you saw... The opportunity's there. It's bright pink, too. (laughs) This picture, they're all wearing pink. And it's, like, bright pink. Well, (sighs) that's something. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's crazy. So crazy. This one really kills me, man. I was reading through this one, and I just started laughing (laughs) my butt off. With vagina teeth. Yeah, vaginal oh teeth. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But this one, this one's awful. Oh no. Consuming the dead. <gasps> the Yanomami tribe who reside in the Amazon rainforest bordering, bordering Venezuela and Brazil are repelled by the idea of burying the dead. <gasps> Okay. They believe that no physical trace of the body should be left in order to allow the spirit to rest in peace. The ash and bone powder obtained after cremation is mixed into a plantain soup, which is consumed by the deceased family. By doing this, the Yanomami believe the soul of their lost and loved one will reside within within them. So they literally eat every little piece of them, burn the rest that they can't eat, and then make it into a soup. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Do they cremate them, like, right off the bat? No. They They eat the meat. The flesh. They eat everything that they can eat, like... I get get the idea. Yeah. Yeah, they eat it. Oh, Yeah, and then everything that's left over that they can't eat, they burn it and put it into a little soup for the family. Wow. A little soup for your loved ones after you die. <laughs> yeah, that that is that's a lot. It is a lot. Oh. Uh the next one uh it actually is um kind of weird. <laughs> kind of has the same vibe. Okay. Oh no. So, Femadia na Madagascar. Death is a time of sorrow and silence, even if it means visiting the grave of a loved one who passed away years ago. Not in the hot plateau of Madagascar, though, because July and September um, witnesses the custom of Femadiana, the turning of the dead, involves exhuming the remains of deceased relatives and rewrapping their bones in fresh cloth. So they literally keep their loved ones. So they, yeah, they literally they unbury them, unbury them, reclothe them, okay, and then wrap them back up in linens. 
Wow. So they literally, but here's more to it. So relatives also take time to ask their dead ancestors for blessings and things they might need in the world of the living. While this is not spooky, it is described by many travelers as more of a party with plenty of rum to go around. Oh. Some revelers dance to tunes from the accordion along with remains of the dead. So they take all their loved ones, ask them for dance. blessings, and then make it like a whole celebration that their ancestors died. <laughs> Well, well, at, at least that one sounds kind of fun. Yeah. This one, honestly, I freaking cried. I, I almost cried at this one. I was like, oh my god, what if something bad happened? Toddler uh -oh. tossing in <gasps> India. Oh my gosh. In some parts <gasps> of Gujarat, uh, Mahasartra, and Karnataka, toddlers are tossed from the roof of temples. <gasps> Oh my gosh. 15 to 30 feet above the ground and are caught by a blanket held by the devotees. <gasps> this practice is age old and is said to bring good luck to the child. It is a traumatic ordeal for the toddler and child rights activists managed to ban it in 2011. Okay. However, devotees continue to practice it in 2012. In 2012. So they kept doing it even though... I wonder though, if it's still going. Well, I don't know. It Holy might be. Holy that's crazy. It could possibly be still going. Oh my gosh, who would ever say, like, sure, throw my kid off of there? I know, and, like, seeing the pictures, it's absolutely... Looks like they're throwing, like... <laughs> like, they aren't even throwing kids. Like, they're holding them by their hands and feet. Are you kidding? Yeah, this one picture... It's awful. Aww. I know. That's sad. Uh, this one. Oh my god. This one freaking. Okay, I don't like this it. one. Tooth filing. Bali. <clears throat> well, most of us file our nails. Balinese men and women have to have their teeth filed in preparation for marriage. What? Smooth teeth are symbolic of control on sinful emotions like lust, greed, anger, and jealousy. These mark of a passage into adulthood and is an extremely grueling and painful experience. So literally, you're in your wedding dress <gasps> or wedding like outfit and you're getting your teeth filed down. So like the day of your wedding? Yeah. And oh they're getting smooth. Like, you know how you use them to like bite down, chomper, chomper hard? Yeah. They're smoothing them out. Oh my gosh. And they do this to husbands as well, right? Yes, men and women. Wow. So it isn't for something else. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, I don't I, want my teeth flattened. I don't want my teeth touched in general. I don't want them to get drilled. I don't want anything to happen to my teeth. What do they use to file? They use a literal file. Like a nail file? Like, not like a nail file, but like an actual, like, you know, like big files it's not like a nail file but it's something like a, a the something hands? oh no you know like those files that you can rub against like fruits and vegetables and it gets their skin off oh yeah yeah they use those oh that's what it looks gosh. like in this picture at least oh my gosh that hurts me it's awful oh my gosh okay this last one okay um, Jarawul Festival. Uh, 
pageantry of beautiful and talent is something that has been used to evaluate a woman's worth since time immemorable. However, in the Wadabi tribe, it's the men who have to be all prim and proper. About time. <laughs> the courtship festival known as Garwal is where men dress up in all their finery and appear in front of the women to show them what they've got. They take part in a dance competition called Yaki, where the winners are chosen based on their overall good looks and dancing skills. Oh my gosh, good looks play a part too? Yeah, I've actually seen this before. I actually watched this um, documentary about it. It was a little video, and it was actually talking about their tribe, and it actually seemed like a really fun, funny time. Really? Yeah, they literally were just dancing, and then the women got to pick out the men that they wanted. Habibis. So what happened if two women picked the same men? Well, they probably, one of them would eventually back down and be like, okay, I'll go for another one. Yeah. Or they just wouldn't pick one. I wonder if there's some type of status involved. I don't know. Maybe. there. I'm sure there is status. Like, people, like, higher up get to choose first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. I know, it is crazy. Yeah. But, I don't know, people do crazy stuff, but I guess it's what they're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're used to crazy. I'd say the most craziest one was still the freaking first one, man. What one was that one? Remind me. They break into their rooms. Oh, yeah. Field? Like, what? Oh my gosh, I wonder if they get an option. Like, you marry her or you work in the field. You choose. Maybe, maybe not. It really depends on the person, I guess. Gosh. What if they, like, do they scout out these girls beforehand? Like, do they know which eligible female is in there? Well, yeah. They're eligible men. They're going to check out females. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, Thanks, Tyler. That was an awesome, awesome category. I know. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Welcome to Christina's Crazy Corner. Sorry, we skipped last week. We had a lot going on, and we apologize. We'll make this one extra good for that. And today we have... Tyler. Amber. Scott. Yeah, so this one's going to be really, really fun. Ty, are you ready? Yep. Okay, do it. All right, this week is Urban Legends. Oh, my gosh. They're, I love it. They're all kind of Halloween-y themed, kind of. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm excited. I'm I'm just waiting to see how many of them Amber knows. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I know some of them, a lot of people will know, but some of them are a little unknown. That's okay. Give it, girl. Okay. So the first one, number one, is Dudley Town. Like Harry Potter Dudleys? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, it's not, but it's spelt that way. Okay. I was going to say, I, why haven't I not heard about this place? Okay. <laughs> okay, so this one is... A town that's actually in Connecticut that locals refer to as a dark vortex. Oh, okay. How dark? Pretty dark. You can't see, Scott. You're blind. 
You go through a day in the life of my mom. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, but so rumor has it that if any visitor steals an artifact from the area, they will have a horrible curse put on them. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Curse like what? Bad luck. Like horrible bad luck. Oh, okay. So it's not a specific curse? No, nah, it's not specific. Okay. But visitors have reported seeing orbs of light, wolfish, black shadows, and hearing disembodied voices. Ooh. The Topper is a mysterious group that calls themselves the Dark Forest Association, regularly patrols the grounds. Wow, that's cool. So, um, when can we go there? No, I'm not going there. Oh, I don't I'd want to love curse. to. I don't want to curse. We're not going to take an artifact. Knowing you, you're probably going to grab something to see if it's real. You already have bad luck. <laughs> you're probably right there. Would you guys take an artifact? No. <laughs> no way, huh? All right. Okay, number... curse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number two is Arizona's Skinwalkers. Oh, no. I've heard of it. Yep. Oh no, I'm afraid of this. Okay, give it yep. a go. So, they are, skinwalkers are known as a shape-shifting half-human monster. And they basically change into gruesome animals. Like, they can take oh. form of an animal or a person. Oh, so it's like oh, Scott. Yeah. yeah, it's like Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's like, that's why I know this one. But <laughs> but Arizona's skinwalker urban legend has become so entrenched that the state's culture is back in 1987 when a Navajo woman was found brutally murdered Ooh. in Flagstaff. Whoa. Mm -hmm. the, defe the defense team said that the gruesome attack could have only been committed by a skinwalker. Why? Because of how gruesome it was, apparently. Oh. Like, Interesting. no human is possible. Yeah. Wow. Did that's... They, did they say anything about tracks? So... No. There's been a lot of things to do with a skinwalker. Tell us. Yeah. No, all right. So, it's actually... I believe it's a Navajo... It comes from the Navajo Indians. Mm -hmm. And it's basically shape-shifting and they actually have to go through and some other chosen ones can actually become skinwalkers and it's a whole ordeal and they can shape-shift and so different people have like different ranches and such oh like, wow you've seen a big huge dog and it'll actually go from dog prints and then within about 10 yards or so They'll see barefooted prints from humans. That's crazy. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different things on it. It's interesting. Yeah, there's actually a place in Utah. It's called Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, it literally yeah. is called Skinwalker Ranch. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It's like in our backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know the whole history about that place. That'd have to be another episode. Okay. Yeah. Or a documentary. <laughs> yeah. True. Okay, go. Okay, the next one is Seven Gates of Hell. Okay, let's hear it. It is actually in Pennsylvania, 
Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I don't know. I, I can't read tonight. I'm tired. Uh, but The Seven Gates of Hell is a modern tale that centers around a burnt-down asylum in oh. a heavily wooded area of York County. It is fabled that anyone who passes through all seven gates is sent straight to hell. Whoa. It really has seven gates? Seven sins. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is it surrounded by just gates? I don't know. I didn't look up the place. (laughs) You should have. Are you guys willing to go give it a go? No. Maybe. No, I don't. want to go straight to hell. I'm already going, but I don't want to. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not, you silly woman. Okay. So is there really seven gates, though? I don't know. That's Maybe. what I wanted to know. We'll have to look yeah, this one so up. Like, what if there's only one gate, so like... Seven times? So, yeah, seven times. Maybe you have to like go through seven different gates. So would you be okay if you only went through six gates? I think so. But which one would you skip? The last one, so you don't go to hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I like that. Yeah. All right. Next, if Jesus walked there, would he go to hell? <laughs> That's a good oh question. God. I don't think... Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I think, think Jesus has a free pass. I think Jesus has a free pass, yeah. Yeah. And and all handicapped people. That's my theory. If you're handicapped, you got a free pass to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, The next one's called The Watcher. Ooh, okay. So, this is in New Jersey. It's an urban legend that crept his way to a viral fame in 2015. Okay. The Watcher is the tale of a young family moving into their dream home in Westfield. Shortly after they had settled in, they began receiving anonymous anonymous letters (laughs) signed by The Watcher. The writer claimed that it was his duty to watch over the house and fill the letters with chilling lines such as, Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Ooh. Even, oh. Even... Mm-hmm. Well, e- I did this to my neighbors and they didn't like me very much. <laughs> I didn't think you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But even worse, the inhabitants of the house are still receiving creepy letters to this day. No way. And they stayed there? Yeah. I would have been for moving. I would have left. You can have fun with mail. Yeah, I guess. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, what's next, TT? Bloody Mary. Oh. Everyone knows this one. Yep, let's do it. But, so basically... I've never heard of this one. Yeah, sure you haven't, Scott. You're just too young, you know? You're too young. You haven't heard about it. That's why I haven't heard of it, because I'm so young. Yeah. So this is one of the most famous urban legends. And basically, you guys know how to play the game. Yeah. And How do you play the game? Oh my god, Scott. I swear. (laughs) He knows how to play the game. You know how to play the game. (laughs) He's probably played the game. Is it like a board game? No. Stop it. I'm going to keep reading now. (laughs) In the earliest versions of this tale, the story goes that an unwed woman would see the face of the man she'd marry in the glass. However, if she were destined to die alone, she'd see a skull. The story eventually evolved into something more sinister, where participants would see the bloody face of the evil spirit. Really? Yeah, so at first it was 
It was supposed to show you who you're gonna marry. Uh-huh, but if you were destined huh. to die alone, you'd... You got a skull. You got a skull! You're dying alone. Oh I might gosh. do that. <laughs> like, I might have done oh, no, that. A bloody, a bloody skull that you'll see. What? You're gonna die alone. Okay. And then it, and then it's like morphed into if you, like something else. You're yeah. Marry. You're supposed to see the man you're supposed to marry. Did okay. you see the man you're supposed to marry, Scott? Yeah. Oh, well, that's <laughs> sad. That's sad for Amber. How's Michael doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's doing great. He really misses you. <laughs> I like that. All right, the next one is the 13th child. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I haven't heard of this. Okay, this one goes back to 1735. Okay. A woman who lived in the expanse... Um, expansive woods of New Jersey secluded Pine Barrens cursed the birth of her 13th child. Born a freak of nature, the bat-winged and cloven-hoofed creature has seen terrorizing the area ever since. Oh. Sightings became so widespread that it's rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the capture of the beast. And it's known as the Jersey Devil. Ah, that's crazy. She, the mom cursed it. That's sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I believe that one because I remember back in the day I was checking out at a grocery store and there was this news article about Bat Boy. <laughs> so that might be real. That one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotcha. Scott's back in it. <laughs> I love Bat Boy. Bat Boy's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Katie, what's next? Okay, the next one is the licked hand. Okay, that's creepy because right now Moose is licking me. It has something to do with a dog. I'm telling you right now. Oh my gosh! I actually hate this one. I have heard this one and it literally terrifies me. Okay, let's hear it. I'm excited. Okay, so this brutal urban legend depicts a scared young girl who's spending the night home alone for the very first time. I guess I'm out. <laughs> While trying to sleep, she hears an um, ominous dripping noise coming from her bathroom. Uh, Too uh -oh. spooked to investigate, she curls up under the covers, reaching down to find reassurance in her faithful dog who licks her hand from the floor. The next morning, she decides to investigate the strange sound, only to find her beloved pet slaughtered and a terrifying oh. message written in blood across the bathroom wall humans can lick hands too <gasps> oh. that is so creepy that's creepy and that's awful oh my gosh i I've, hate that i've heard that one i've wow. heard that one and it's awful oh my gosh moose really licks my hand all the time when i'm asleep you know what who knows Maybe Michael licks your head too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Knowing him, it could be. <laughs> and I just haven't seen the writing. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> That's brilliant. I like that. Okay, T. One. This one is called Bunny Man. Bunny Man. Bunny. Like bunny. rabbit. Okay, bunny rabbit. Bunny Man. Like Easter bunny? Kind of. Okay. But. Cool. So, this one is 
Actually, it's actually really scary, personally. Okay, so um, not Easter Bunny. Sorry, kids. Yep. This one is a guy from Virginia. A bunny man dresses up as a rabbit and kills people with an axe. Oh. There's also an entire bridge <coughs> named after the axe murderer, Bunny Man Bridge. Whoa, why would you do that? Around Halloween time, this guy is said to go around skinning innocent rabbits and hanging the bodies on Bunny Man Bridge. Mm. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, how, so he just kills rabbits, though? No, he kills people, too. But mm. during Halloween, it's like his bridge, you know? That's, that's he crazy. decorates his bridge. So, so he, he does kill humans, but he gets yeah. rabbits and skins them and hangs them from a bridge? Yeah, maybe he thinks, like, humans will come for the food. Maybe he's really hungry. Yeah. He's homeless and lives under the bridge. Maybe he's just really the troll man. And yeah. And waiting for someone to complete the riddle. He just has bunny-ish ears. That's really big. Maybe it's that baby growing up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Years, ha- yeah, he had a baby, and that's what happened. Yeah. All right, so we one have more. to do only one more. Okay. And this one's called Screaming Jenny. Do you guys know this one? It already freaks me out. I know. Okay, <laughs> Jenny, a poor woman with no family, lived along the B&O Railroad in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. One day she was warming up broth over a campfire, and a spark flew from the fire and caught her dress. As Jenny screamed for help, the fire grew bigger, engulfing her in flames. In a last-chance attempt, she fell onto the train tracks, trying to get the attention of an approaching train. But it was too late, and the train hit Jenny. Oh, that's sad. mm -hmm. Today, people believe that on the anniversary of her death, Jenny's burning ghost can be seen on the very same West Virginia tracks. Some say you can still hear hear her screams late at night. Wow. Poor Jenny. So when the train hit her, did they put out the flame? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah, I would assume not. You should GPS it. What? Uh, GPS? Yeah, what do you you mean GPS? Google that stuff. Oh, Google. Oh, Google it. Yeah, I don't don't think I'm interested. Yeah, no, thank you. Poor Jenny. All right, guys. We're going to end with a really sad Jenny. And thanks for being with us tonight. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.